It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast in the cave that we live in here at the Smoothie King Center. Hey, we even have props on Facebook Live for little ads tonight. Hope you're doing great. I'm David Locke. He's Ron Boone. We're giddy because the Jazz are brilliant right now. Absolutely brilliant. Six in a row. And the field goal percentage, the points in every quarter have just been spectacular. Uh, the Jazz are happy. They're playing loose. Uh, just getting the job done. Hopefully this can carry out for the rest of the year. It's interesting. We've gone from, gosh, can the trade deadline get here fast enough so that we can clear the burden to this is now suddenly feel like the worst time in the world for the trade deadline to get here and looming as this team plays so well. Well, maybe if you just let it linger the whole season if you're going to play like this. You know, you don't want things to all of a sudden change because of a, of a trade. But, you know, we know it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen for some teams, and, and maybe it's going to happen to, to the Jazz. I don't know. But one thing for sure, the Jazz are playing their best basketball right now, regardless of what we saw at the beginning of the year. And this is as much as Gobert coming back for this team – help them defensively originally what's really happened is the offense has completely exploded and frankly the last two games have not been very good defensive nights statistically they've been good enough gobert is changing games but absolutely this team has offensively just exploded what are you seeing in, in that has led to this offensive explosion i think rudy uh ricky o. R- ricky rubio just said it. you know they, they're getting good shots and and and, and I think the reason they're getting the shots that they're getting is, is, is because of him. Uh, the way he's penetrating, breaking the paint, getting guys good looks. And, and you know, all of that seems to, to work. Now, Quinn puts together the game plan. He knows what plays they would like to run against certain teams. And, and, uh, and I'm sure there was a couple of plays in there that, that uh, of the many plays that they do have that he thought would be very effective against this team. But once this team start to shoot the basketball and getting those open looks uncontested looks you know no telling what this team can do right now ron one of the listeners wondered is the offense changed to a heavier pick and roll that's working better for rubio has there been more have they moved changed anything offensively or are they just running it better i don't think i don't know what he means by a heavier pick and roll i just know that that the the the, the pick and roll that they've been that they worked on with rudy was the angle of the pick and roll and the way Rudy needed to roll to the basket. And that's one of the reasons that Rudy now is getting to the point where he can catch the ball in the paint. But I think the way Rubio is coming off the screens now, and, and like I pointed out during the course of the ball game, when he drives to the basket now, he's driving much harder to the basket now, more so than he did earlier, meaning that a defender is not going to bump him offline to the point where he's not going to be able to finish where he, where he needs to. He's, he's, he's holding on to it, taking those bumps, and, and, and doing what he can to get there. The fact here is that this team has, has, ex, has taken off offensively, and to some extent it's, again, it's a little bit of, hey, earlier this year we were playing really good teams without Rudy Gobert. But the last few wins are wins you wouldn't expect. I mean, in San Antonio, you're not expecting. Over Golden State, you're not expecting. In New Orleans, you're not expecting. So that was simply, you know, those are the the steps that this team is taking that shows that they're just so different. And the, and these last, this game tonight wasn't close. I mean, this this was a whitewash. You know, even the runs that the the Pelicans had, 
Jazz answered. I, I don't think they were even worried about uh, losing control of the uh, of the game. We saw that in San Antonio the other night. Even though, you know, you're looking at who they're playing, and, and, and this can't last. And but it has. I think right now the Jazz are are, are at a high, and and they, they're injury free. Everyone's ready to go. Even though Donovan Mitchell is a little still probably under the weather. I mean, we haven't seen him play like that. Uh, all season that may have been his worst game no he was terrible yeah that he had all year long but being healthy the way the jazz are right now is, is, is a must uh there's a question have favors and gobert figured out how to play together that, i mean early in this year when rubio favors and gobert were on the floor this team was terrible have favors and gobert figured out any way to play together well it, it looks that way it looks like um it and it, it, now, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I think, and I'm going to go right back to Rubio, because Rubio's getting Derek the type of shots that, that he needs around around the basket. Derek's defense on the perimeter was a problem early. I don't think, I, don't, I haven't seen the last two or three ball games, but that's, that's been a problem with, with some of the team players that he's had to, de, had to defend. And he knocked down a couple of three-point shots tonight. Now, what's that do to his confidence level? You know, because he's been working very, very hard on that corner three. And then you make a couple. See what happens. Well, the here. real thing on this, and not to get too geeky into the math, is if Avers makes like 25% of those corner threes, literally, I'm not joking, it's actually still a fine shot. Because, or even 30% is even just it's 0.9 points. The mid-range shot for most teams is 0.8 points. And if he can stretch you out and he takes them, he actually doesn't have to make a lot. And so that makes a big difference to the Jazz. So that confidence is does matter a, uh, a great deal in that regard. So people are asking how historic this is. It is the first time since 1982 in the regular season that the Jazz have scored 120 points in four straight games. They did it in 84. One of those games was an overtime game, but it has not happened in the regular season since 1982 that the Jazz have scored 120 points in four straight games. You know, thinking back and, and looking the way the Jazz have played, looking how this, this season has, has developed um, at the beginning of the year, we as broadcasters, not really knowing what we had, we knew the possibilities. Uh, Dennis Lindsay, did he have any idea that he was going to have as good of a shooting team as we have? I don't think so. I don't think there was any. I think you could pick three or four players on this team and say, okay, uh, these, this is going to be our shooters. These are the guys that are going to be able to shoot the basketball and, and, and put some points on the board. We're seeing at least ten guys on this team. I'm going to say nine because, Rudy, you don't expect to step away from the basket. And that, can, that can put the ball in the, in, in, in the hole from the, from the perimeter. The other one, by the way, I would say just, you know, the Jazz three-point shooting is a little abnormal right now. So let's, let's realize that that's going on. The Jazz are over 50% for about the last six or seven games combined. That's not going to last. We were 14 of 21 tonight. That's probably not going to last either. So there's a little bit of that. I do want to single out an individual before we move on. Rodney Hood, 30 points tonight, 12 of 14 shooting. You could see it early. He just had it going. He, he was throwing it at a hula hoop tonight. Uh, he was um, uh, really, really aggressive. Uh, and, and he didn't start off – well, his first basket was a three, wasn't it? Remember, the, 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 I like it when he doesn't start off the game shooting a, a three. But, you know, tonight he knocks down that, that first three, and, and he was, I would love it when he's playing like that, though. I just like it when he's aggressive. I'm sure uh, it, if he's scoring like that, Quinn doesn't have a problem with that. Uh, I did see in the second half, 
he was very aggressive defensively there as well. Like he was really trying to get after it. So we just hope that that continues. This is this could be a, a fun second half of the season if the Jazz just play this way and, and put up a fight to make the playoffs. 29 games left. The Jazz are certainly back into the playoff push. Portland lost tonight. We'll be following those playoffs every night on Jazz Radio. This has been Postcast, part of Locked On Jazz. Thank you very much for tuning in. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.